All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sticks Golf Tournament Recap Show. Uh, tonight, myself, Rosie, and Dusty are going to be sitting down talking all things Tony Finau as he goes back to back. Also, the Live Tour event was at Trump Bedminster. Henrik Stenson comes off with a big W after being taken off for the Ryder Cup captaincy. Um, the boys finish up at Bandon. And at the end, we've got a little debate on who is the best player without a major. So I hope you guys enjoy and see you next week. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Sticks Golf Tournament Recap Show. I'm here, uh, Tom, with Dusty and Rosie. Hey, boys, how are we on this fine, fine Monday evening? Dusty and Rosie, that has a great ring to it, actually. Doesn't it? We, like might, split, we might have to split off one day, do our own thing. Dusty and Rosie's <laughs> golf podcast. Don't, don't, please don't leave me, guys. Please don't leave me. <laughs> No, we wouldn't. Have that. Really That's that does have a nice ring to it. Maybe our own little side, or maybe a maybe a shirt, be dratty shirt, Dusty and Rosie. I think we could probably figure I that one out. I love um, it. Well, on? I know you guys are you know nice and cozy this evening on the East Coast, but I'm in the hottest place in America, <laughs> uh, Arizona, and it's a. I played in 104 degree heat today, and it fucking stunk. <sighs> it stunk. I mean, it That's was brutal. so hot. Arizona Open, correct? Yeah, AZ Open. I started, uh, I was three over through four and shot even par. So we grinded it out. We had a That's John awesome. Gruden day, John Gruden grinder, and um, made a couple of birdies down the stretch. Really pissed because I birdied my 16th and 17th hole, and I knocked it like just over the back of the green on my 18th hole, which is par five. And there was this just disgustingly steep ridge like that goes right between like right in the middle of the green and all i had to do is keep it on top of the ridge and it would have just run right to the hole and be the easiest birdie of all time and this chip just came out so left and just it just ran like 35 feet away from the flag <laughs> and i was like you son of a bitch <laughs> and i made par so whatever so you're on you're on a little bit of a state open tour i know you had the, the colorado open um now off to the underway at the Arizona open. How do those two compare? I know the Colorado opens, maybe the, we were talking about as maybe the biggest uh, state open from a purse perspective and just sort of a, what goes into it. Arizona is a good one too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Charlie Belgian. I don't know if you guys remember that name. Uh, he played oh, yeah. on the tour for a while. He's playing this week. Um, nice. There was a rumor that uh, what's his name? Joel Damon was going to play because it's at Joel oh, wow. Damon's home golf course. But he he didn't play. That would have been sick if he didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like definitely Colorado is kind of your premier. Like that's like your that's your players' championship of state opens. Um, but Arizona is really solid. Yeah, it's it's really really good. I mean, I think last time I looked at the leaderboard, I think six under was leading. Um, bunch of guys in the red. I think only fifty guys make the cut. So uh, yeah, got to play good tomorrow, but. Oh yeah, it's been really fun. I, I love the whole traveling thing. It's been great. Very good. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, uh, you're going to be. You got an idea about what you got to do? If I had to guess, I think anything under par gets me through. Wow, nice. 
I think so. I think well, anything under par three, four, and even today, just keep it rolling tomorrow. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like um, the the last, I think I'm in like tied for like fortieth or something like that. And I think top top fifty make the cut, and so I mean, I think I think anything under par can be through. But honestly, tomorrow, it's uh, as long as the wind doesn't just absolutely blow us over. I I'm we're gonna be trying to shoot a low one. Because we didn't play the par fives very well today, so as long as you do that, good man. You're, you're playing good golf. Sounds like just yeah, kind of one mistake here or there, and you can shoot even. You can easily shoot 64, 65 tomorrow. So go get God, it. You're goddamn right, baby. <laughs> um, uh, well, speaking of tournament golf, I know Rosie had a little uh, event last yeah. week. How was your Richmond City Mid Am? Mid Am, yeah, Richmond Mid Am. So. Um, it was a rain shortened affair. Um, Friday, it's supposed to be a Friday um, afternoon and then Saturday morning, you know, two round event. Friday was an absolute nightmare. I, I, had, I, had, I had a nightmare scenario two weeks ago at the state open where I played a hole and a half and then had three and a half hour delay and then played till dark and still didn't finish the round. Here we go. Uh, you know, two weeks later, I'm playing the Richmond mid and we played three holes, got called off, thunder, lightning, whatever go back out, play three more holes, starts pouring rain. They call us back off. You know, this time it wasn't thunder and lightning. It was the course was just going underwater. So we sit around for another hour, hour and a half. Now, bear in mind, I'm making this sound miserable, but the fun part is getting back to the bar with the boys. <laughs> That's the beauty of mid-am golf when you've got a rain delay. So it's not all bad, but um, really a pain in the ass, obviously. And they ended up, you know, listen, it's the Richmond mid-am, right? This is not a huge event. And they they ended up saying, like, we got to shorten it to 18 holes because there's member play after us tomorrow. You know, like, we can't we can't go further into the afternoon. We can't play 30 holes tomorrow, whatever everybody had left. So um, we hadn't even gotten nine holes in. So they just said, it's a wash. We're playing a one-round tournament tomorrow. So we came back out Saturday morning. I pulled a Tom Crow. I was three over through five. <laughs> Come on, and then, and then brought it back and shot even par 71 to finish uh, T6. Jordan Utley, uh, wow, huge shout out, huge congrats. He pulled off uh, the sweep this year. He won the Richmond four ball, the Richmond city amateur, and the Richmond mid amateur. Um, so maybe that's a golf clap, golf clap of the week right there. Yeah, congrats shout out Jordan. My, my four ball partner in US, yep. USGA and state amps or yep. state four ball stuff. So yeah, that's that. awesome. Good you for guys him. are partners. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guy. That's, they, who, that's who I play with. So yeah. Y'all played at the uh, U S four ball at Bandon. Bandon. Right? Yep. We've mentioned with that on the pod. Another yeah. one, or was that the only one or that's the only uh, U S four ball. Yeah. But okay. four balls and yeah, he's a, he's a great dude, great player and happy to see him win all, all three of those. That's uh that's really cool. He's such a great, ball striker i think um i just enjoy watching him play he's just he makes well i enjoy it but i also it's frustrating because he makes it look so easy he just it's a lot of fairways and a lot of greens and it never seems like an iron shot comes off anything but pure he's um, uh he's very consistent. Such a great partner to have <laughs> like you just know what you're gonna get every yep. fucking day like he just right. straight and he, he, he knows where he's going and you know it kind of all comes down to the putter with him and if the putter's hot he's gonna shoot four or five under and if it's not, he'll shoot even to two under, and he's just so consistent. So, such a great partner, and like you said, huge, huge shout out, and uh, congrats to him. That's a that's a sweep. 
Yep. Uh, that's can we call that no the doubt. Utley Suite now? Can we, like, we, we, need, we need like a good like a Utley Slam. The Utley Slam. Utley Slam. Bang. There you go. That's what's um, I got another shout out from that tournament that uh the gentleman I have not met. His name is Jimmy Brandon, which I always love two first names. <laughs> Jimmy Brandon. I mean, sounds like a guy I need to meet. Jimmy Brandon uh finished DFL. Um, and he was in, I saw an interview pop up the Richmond golf association does a great job. They do YouTube and, or like uh, Facebook videos and interview folks. And I'm like, what, is, who's this guy? And, um, comes on and he says, yeah, so I signed up for this tournament. Uh, didn't realize I would be the second to worst handicap in the field. There were 70 guys. Apparently he was the second to worst handicap in the field. Who was the worst? And That's all I don't know. I, I don't know, but he comes out and, uh, Seventh hole, he's what uh, three over through six. Okay, not so bad, right? Makes a twelve on hole seven, which is about a three forty par four over the water. Makes a twelve, cards a fifty going out. Seventeenth hole, his day's almost over. He's a million over par, short par three, jars it for an ace. <laughs> That's so now that is the golf clap of the week. That's the golf clap of the week. That's it. Great job. Comes home, comes home in 45 cards, 95 to finish DFL, but hey, he got a fucking hole in one. I, I hope that bar tab was so high. I didn't I even hope. know about it. I oh, didn't hear didn't about it. Know? I didn't know about it. I just uh <sighs> I just saw it like I said on the uh little uh Facebook page. So well, congrats to our guy, JB, Jimmy yeah. Brandon. Jimmy Brandon. I, I hope Brandon. I get to sh- shake his hand one day. Um so when you said so he made a 12. So that reminded me of something. And I have now I have a question for both of you. Is there anything more awkward than being in a group of somebody that just fucking can't figure it out on one hole? Because uh, that, that happened to me today. It was oh, really so let's hear it. So we're getting on number three at Mesa Country Club, and it's the tightest hole I've ever seen. It's just it's just the tiniest little fairway. It's got like four or five massive trees on the, on the right, like some short trees on the left. But if you go left of those trees, you're just out of bounds. And then right of the other trees and the, the fairway is probably 22 yards wide. Like that's it. And then there's just uh, the driving range, right? So I somehow muster up a nice peel heel cut that kind of goes out the trees and then it comes back in the fairway. Kid I'm playing with hits it left, takes a terrible hop, hits a tree, goes out of bounds. We go up there. We didn't see that it was out of bounds. We're searching for, you know, three, whatever minutes. And he goes back to the tee and I'm just kind of like in the trees, kind of trying to peer and, and watch him hit it, see where it goes. Just a dead snap hook out of bounds once again. So now he's hitting five, I think. Hits it, hits, hits that one into the, in the fairway, then, hit, then chunks that one in the bunker, then skulls it out, then chips it on. And then I think he two putted for 10. And I had to ride with him. And I just, for like four holes, it was just like, bruh. How did he, how did he take it? How did he handle it? Well, honestly, kudos to the kid because he shot one under besides the 10. Wow. So like, you know, he shot five over today, but he was one under besides one hole where he just made, you know, double digits, which is just so gnarly to watch. Yeah. I, I, you know, I not to make light of it, but I think one of the biggest pressure putts in golf is if you have like a six footer for a nine 
Like, <laughs> really, you really want to make it, you know? <laughs> like, and putting, two, up a, oh. putting up a double digit on the scorecard is really hard. The I've, worst. Had, uh, I've had too many of these this summer where, you know, I've got like a four or five footer for bogey. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause you know, I handle bogeys really well. I don't, I don't give fluster about a bogey. I mean, hell, I, I'm like, we can get that right back on the next hole, but a double just feels so much worse. It yeah. is. And, yeah. uh, fortunately I think what I've been, the, the few I can think of in recent memory where I had a four or five, six footer for bogey, I've been able to muster up the courage to knock them down. But that is a, that is a, the, uh, the worst feeling. part I felt so, this guy was great. His name was, uh, Nathan Kim, I think is his name. Um, the worst part about it was, was like that happened to be one of the holes where like when you're done, you got to give the guy live scoring. So he just, goes, oh. so he just goes, <laughs> so he goes, what'd you have? So he goes, uh, four, four, three, 10. And the guy, <laughs> and the guy looked at him, he goes, 10. And he's like, yes, 10. And then he just kept driving. <laughs> so bad. It was so Real. bad. Oh, oh my God. I hope that guy takes quick. it. I hope that oh, guy takes it deep tomorrow. And I hope he does too. He was such a nice guy. Yeah, he's a great. Just real, just real quick, Rosie. Uh, you're just saying the the bogey there, and you're always like, I can come back. The bounce back stat. I sort of. I know I'm a stack guy or whatever, but the bounce back stat on the PGA Tour is something that's so interesting. You look at that top mm. 20 guys in that bounce back stat, and it's all the top players. Like really? it really is. It's like almost this weird separator from like guys that sort of like take a bogey is like, Oh fuck, I'm done. Or uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to just go make a bogey or whatever. Like the guys that sort of fight through it and be like, Hey, damn it. Like, yeah, there was a bogey. What maybe it was a bad break or, you know, a, you know, a missed three footer or whatever it is. And you come back and sort of make a birdie on the next hole. You'd be amazed at the guys that like top 50 players in the world or always seem to be in the top sort of 10, 20 of that stat. So just something to throw in there, but I love that. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I don't think my bounce back stats very good. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a bounce back guy. I'm I'm gonna make a bogey and then I like to settle down with the par and then <laughs> then I try and move on to maybe maybe doing something on the next hole. Yeah, I'm not I'm not great with that. I'm not gonna lie. Well, if if you're unlucky enough to make a bogey tomorrow, get it in your head and say, "Damn it, I'm gonna fucking burn. I'm gonna make a hole. Fucking, I'm gonna make a fucking bird. I, I will say one thing that it's kind of come becoming kind of a, a trait of mine, which I'm really enjoying, is I'm starting to make birdies in bunches. Ooh. I'm starting to like make runs of birdies. Like I'm I, if oh. I make one, I'm like, ooh, I'm probably gonna birdie the next one. Ooh, like I had there's a couple. I was. It's nice. It's nice. We get we get hot. I like it. Um, all right, we got to get to professional golf. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Tony Finau wins again, back to back. Pretty crazy. crazy. He, is, is he officially like a like a dog now? Is he just a killer? Is he, <laughs> is he just sick, or is he official? Is he reached? Has he done what we said Cameron Young was going to do? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Right? I mean, he's he looked. I so he looked so calm and collected and confident last night like or yesterday afternoon watching him on the back nine like his putting just everything just looked like hey and it certainly helps to have won the week before right like you're gonna be feeling pretty good about your game but man he just looked like he was so in control and I actually thought Dottie Pepper had a really good comment um in the commentary she was like he is the same today as you know six months ago when he was really struggling like 
she said, Hey, he doesn't look at all like he's changed or he's different or whatever. Like he's just got that beautiful demeanor of like, I'm meant to be here. I'm going through my process. Nothing's changing. I, I think the guy is going to win a major next year. I really do. Um, and I actually sort of looked at some future odds there and man, he was like 60 to one at the math, 50 to one at the masters. So I jumped in, put 10 bucks on it real quick, but you know, I, I, man, just his demeanor to me looks like, damn, this guy's, he, he's still sort of peak, you know, he's, he's rising. He, he hasn't reached his peak yet. So. Uh, hey, I was going to say real quick, um, you know, I think back to, uh, how he handled that run, that insane run of however many weeks in a row he was finishing second, third, second, third. That was what beginning of 2021, if I'm not mistaken, where it seemed like every week he was coming up a shot or two short. And I just, I kept wanting him to look more upset and frustrated. And every time they, Amanda Palionis or somebody would interview him, he'd be like, Hey, you know, I'm playing great golf. I'm putting myself in position. I keep knocking on the door. It's going to happen, you know? And, I mean, yeah, that's sort of company line talk, but he really looked like he meant it. And I think it paid off for him, right? He didn't let it frustrate it, frustrate him and get him down. And now, he, you know, the chips are falling his way. So, because like, I mean, you look at um, last week, um, you know, with Piercy kind of falling apart, it, you know, he kind of needed a little bit of a break there from Piercy to come back to the field. And that's all part of winning, as we know. You got to play great, but you need a couple breaks from the guys around you too. And Yeah, you need so, help. I think he, you know, I, I just think back to how well he handled that stretch of so many near misses. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I really encourage everyone to go listen to his post round interview. Um, I know we'll sort of get into the live tour here in a, in a couple minutes, but the question was something like, um, you know, who do you hope this win inspires? And, and he said, the young generation and especially my son and his son is a damn good player. I don't know if you guys know that, but um, I didn't know that. Yeah. He, he's got a kid. I, he might be sort of 13, 14, right in that range. I don't, I, I don't want to say that's his that's, exact age. That's but, about right. Yeah. yeah 12, 13. Yeah, I think. yeah. 12, 13. And, and uh, he's won some tournaments out there in Utah and it, it is a really good player. And Tony got sort of choked up saying it like, Hey, I, you know, I want, I want my boy to, to see this and, and uh, really cool. So hi- highly recommend going and watching that uh, post-round interview with with Finau. Really great guy. And congrats to him, Mark. Um, I always feel bad about like sons of like like the best, like Michael Jordan's kid. Like he was never gonna. Right. You know I mean, and like I feel like, I feel like you're talking about Tony Finau's kid. Like I think of the Tiger Wood, like Charlie. Like he can, he was, there's no way he's ever going to live up to the expectations that people are putting for him, which kind of sucks, but I don't know. That's, that's off topic, but that was just, that kind of popped into my brain. No, you're right. That you're, you're exactly right. Like that you can't imagine the pressure on a kid like that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to know unless you're that kid at that age and how to deal with it is, is, beyond their sort of mental capacity right at that yeah, age for sure you mean it's there's sort of the young like singer justin bieber who whatever all these mm-hmm. these people so anyway i yeah. heard a i heard a really cool story i was trying to think of some interesting examples and thought of uh jack nicholas you know his his son jackie gave it a, or no gary i'm sorry gary gave it a good run i think he actually got his tour card um, yeah he played on for tour a couple for years. yeah i didn't know that um, but Yep. Really, really neat story um, that Jack told um, after Arnie passed. 
where um, when Arnold's wife, Winnie, passed away, they were at her memorial service funeral or whatever. This was back in like the 90s, I think. And at that time, Q School, remember back then, Q School, like top 20 or 25 guys got a PJ Tour card. You didn't go to <laughs> Corn Ferry. It was straight to the PJ Tour. And Gary was in contention on the day they were having Winnie Palmer's service. And Jack was, of course, at Winnie Palmer's service, not following uh, his son, Gary. Anyway, long story short, Jack was just talking about how special Arnold was. And Arnold said, like, you know, I'm really glad you're here, but we need to go watch Gary. Let's go find a TV. Like once once they had a chance to kind of get away from people, Mm -hmm. Arnie and Jack, just the two of them snuck away. From the memorial service to watch Gary's last like four holes. And, you know, Jack's like, are you sure? Like, are you sure? He's like, this is important to you. It's important to me. Let's watch Gary. And I thought that was pretty. pretty That's awesome. pretty awesome. That's yeah. great. That's pretty special. Um, yeah. Well, to get back to the Rocket Mortgage, uh, I, I do want to shout out uh, Cameron Young because he's a dog. And he came in time for a second again. He's so Yeah. Speaking of uh, a run of runner ups and he seems to be handling it pretty well although he's not he's not shy about i think he said you know the effect that it sucks that he still hasn't gotten a win but which can't certainly can't blame him for that but yeah, yeah he's on that he's on that run of just really knocking at the door playing awesome golf so yeah. it's only a matter of time right he, he's yeah. gonna win rookie of the week rookie of the year going away and they oh, put up by a, a landslide by a yeah. landslide yeah yeah uh they put up a graphic yesterday of his finishes this year and it's like six second place finishes i think so Man, five. yeah, a, I think he's a matter five. of time. Five, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a matter of time. So, have um, any rookies won? Who probably? I don't know, but, but I don't think so. so. If, yeah, and if they even so. if they did, even if they did, right? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you got five top twos. <laughs> yeah, lots. Um, also shout out Taylor Pendrith came in second. He's a, he's a, uh, a die preserve guy. He's oh. fucking awesome. But, and I felt kind of bad for him because I mean, he shot even par on Sunday and ended up coming finished at 20, you know, 21 under par. If he had shot, you know, 500, like Tony, they would have been tied and gone to playoff, but it just, it, I feel bad. Cause like, I don't know if you guys remember, it was maybe like six months ish ago. He had like a six shot lead and kind of blew it on Sunday like a yeah. five shot lead or something. So I think he might have a little bit of scar tissue, which kind of scares me as a, a little bit because he's just a really good player and I want him to do well, but hopefully he can kind of rip that first win bandaid off. Like, like Cameron young at some point yeah. in time soon. Well, that second place finish will get him to next year and he'll, you know, yeah. that's yeah, which is huge. Builder and, and he's he'll, he'll be rolling into FedEx playoffs and with some confidence. So I agree. They told a little story about his, I think his sister is a, um, superintendent somewhere maybe in Michigan. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to get it wrong, but anyway, she, they were like, she's watching and her kids are watching and he made a really long putt. And so really good, really good story. So good for him. He's a, he's a great dude. Yeah. Um, pretty bummed that Brandon Matthews missed the cut. I was a little, little, per, little perturbed, especially cause I put some dollars on it. Um, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. I'm sure I he'll think be- he's, uh, yeah, he had obviously an awesome first half of the year, locked up the PJ Tour card. He seems to I be think, going through a little bit of a rut, but I'm sure he'll bounce back soon. I feel like when you play that much golf and, you know, just with traveling like the last few weeks that I've been doing, I can't imagine just like the wear and tear on your body that you go through like week to week on the Corn Ferry schedule. Like that boy's got to be tired. 
He's got to be tired. He's got to be ready for the end of the season. All those guys must be. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Just to speak to that, we don't need to go on about it. But I, uh, when I was caddying, I did 39 weeks on the road one year. And Oof. it just it gets to you, you know. Shit, dude. Well, and my guy, Kyle Reifer, shout out if he's listening. But, um, you know, you get into if, – if you miss two or three cuts in a row, you get into the rut, hey, I got to play the next week to get my points and – and make my money and make sure I keep my position to stay in the FedEx cup standings, you know, and whatever. So um, it's a grind, you know, those guys, you don't hear about those guys, but man, 75 to 150 or 75 to 200, those guys are feeling it right now, especially with Greensboro being the next, the sort of the last stop here. So. And it's um, hot in Greensboro. It's oh hot. yeah. Yeah. It'll it's be hot. humid and it's wet and it's going to, if you if you've played four or five weeks in a row coming in here, that's that's going to be really hard to kind of muster the energy to, mm. to uh, have a good finish. So and it's not even that dry uh, heat; it's that wet heat. It's oh, that, it's, like, you'll, it's the it's the six thirty a.m. You hit a couple balls and you're soaked. You know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. gross and mm. um, so r- really nervy week. I remember this week, man. It's a, mm. it's a nervous week for a lot of guys. You know, you might not come through on TV, but man, the dudes are feeling it out there. Like it's there's a lot of pressure. So um, good luck to everybody. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't envy I don't envy right. those guys at one thirty one thirty five right now. So. Oh. Good luck. Uh, before we move on from PJ Tour Live, can we get an update on how our PJ Tour is- Live? Yeah, I'm gonna, we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk because some live shit because Henrik Stent can't wait. Off. He's so excited. <laughs> so excited. I'm oh, so excited. Uh, one one other tiny thing. Did you guys see Mark Hubbard's hole in one? Yes. So awesome. So, so like, awesome. He like one air, hands he- it. Did he say in the air, please don't go in? He did. No, he, said, he said, please don't go in. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, and, and then he said, that's embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. I know. And then one of the guys he played with, or maybe it was a caddy, that he was just like, it doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. Oh, that's so good. Everybody knows that guy, Big City Chambers, who I know is listening. He's, uh, he's, he's my guy. Everybody has a buddy <laughs> who, uh, just always seems like one-handed or say like, that's awful. And it's like, dude, it's right down the middle of the fairway. Brett's my guy that just like, he hits it just a little bit off the heel and he's talking about like the worst shot ever. It's like, dude, it's 275, 280 right up the pipe. Like, (laughs) see, I don't ever do that. I am known to like lip out a chip and then just like tomahawk the wedge. (laughs) <laughs> like I like I'll totally do that. Like that's that's more me. I love like it. I'll just I'll throw it into the ground. Like it's got no chance. Like it's just it's just dead to me. Oh man, yeah. Well, so how the picks go? How we do this week? Yeah, so not good again. You know, I'm on. I'm a, I'm cold. I'm ice cold right now. Adam Scott. I should have. I think he shot something like three under, six under. And then six over on Saturday, oh. you know, I, it, he was sort of, he was T20 or he was right. No, maybe even top 10 kind of going into the weekend. And it felt like, all right, at least we've got one on the books. <laughs> right. I had, uh, I had Streelman versus Stallings and Stallings had a great week. Oh, Streelman played okay, but um, so lost the Stallings and Streelman bet, but Adam felt like, all right, he'll, he'll get in and sort of even us out for the week. 
um, and then shoot six over on Saturday and everybody's shooting four or five, six under <laughs> it same seemed like, and I'm like, wow, that is a real, that's a real stinker there, Adam. <laughs> uh, and then comes back and shoots seven under on Sunday to f- finish T37. And um, Rosie said right before we jumped on here that, yeah, some of the sites, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings will sort of get you on. If T37 runs into 43 guys, that's technically not a top 40. Um, but at least you make your money yeah, back. I got, yeah, I got my money you, back. You, so. Yeah, you make your money yeah. back and, and a little bit more um, just depending on how many guys – and, and sort of what the odds are on the guy. But, um, yeah, missed a couple. Brendan Steele, my miscut, played fucking great. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little cold right now, but uh, I am not around here. FedEx playoffs, you know, I, I, you know everybody has concerned. a couple bad weeks. <laughs> I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. You've proven yeah. already. You've had some great weeks where, you know, I, we, we, we know it'll come around. That's yeah. gambling. As it's long coming. as I as long as I play well this week in Arizona, I'm gonna reload another hundred bucks into the into the DraftKings. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna run it again. We're gonna run it right back. Yeah, your sticks picks account. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's talk live a little bit. I want to hear. I do want to talk. I do want to yeah. talk. I do want to talk live. Um, so this was okay. So I'm gonna. I have a few talking points. First thing is that I love the accessibility of being able to watch live golf because. I have, I'm on my, I'm very active on the weekends. Usually I'm playing golf, like, especially like Sundays. Um, So I had a practice round for the Arizona Open yesterday or yeah, yesterday. And, uh, and I was just able to watch the live tour on my phone the entire day. So I actually watched all of yesterday. Um, And I'm really starting to get into this whole team format thing. They're getting better with the graphics. They're, they're kind of pulling up like where everyone's at and like where the teams are at. And, and they're, it's, I think it's actually making it like, it's actually very entertaining and I really, really like it. Um, but I will say, I think that the fucking picks or however, however they're picking these teams is bullshit because the four aces was Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Taylor Gooch, and who the fuck else? Uh, and Pat Perez. Like what, who, how is that? How is that a team? And then you've got, and then let's, let's find another team. And then we've got like, Matthew Wolf, Phil Mickelson, and then Bernhard Wiesberger, um, and some other guy. I have no idea. There's some even more no-name teams at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, like, like who's, no who's Jediah, Jediah Morgan, Wade Orms? I mean, like these teams, like we're not spreading the love at all. We've got like three teams that are either going to win each week. It's the U.S. team. But isn't like I don't know. Uh, and I've got you know plenty of pros and cons and swirling around in my head too. But I would say to that, like I mean. Look at any team sport, right? You've got teams dominating up towards the top, and you've got innings that are sucking wind at the bottom. Yeah, not, I mean, that's not you know it's maybe not. I guess in golf we're used to more everything being more of a toss up. Like you look at the world match play event, and it's like anybody could win. Sixty four seed could win, but um, with this, we really do. We're starting a clear cut top tier teams yeah. and I saw a really teams. interesting article that was sort of giving some insight around the team format and how it might work for golf. And um, they were saying basically like that they want to create these teams to essentially or down the road, have owners buy teams and uh, have stake in the teams. And so it'll be just be like any NFL or uh, Euro league soccer or whatever. So that like, Hey, 
I can sort of have free agency. I can cut a guy. I can pick up a guy. I can do this and that that there will be some big time money, you know, that eventually the, the tour, the live tour is going to have to find a way to, to make some money. Right. It's gotta be the same. If you had owners for each team and sort of, sort of went more of the traditional sports route, um, that's, that's interesting to me. Like, you know, I know I've Rosie and I especially have come out and said, we're very PGA tour, uh, pro pro PGA tour guys, but yeah, if you, uh, and that's not because I think the PGA owners, tour, I mean, they brought a lot of them, brought a lot of this on themselves. On themselves I think they sure, left the door sure. open, but yeah. I still, yeah, I still am rooting for the PGA. Yeah. There's, um, there's, there's a model that's pretty interesting here and, and we'll see where it goes, but um, yeah. Anyway. Hey, speaking of Perez, uh, I saw, I saw a great little note that Pat Perez, I'm going to call this the Pat Perez tracker. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep track of this. I like it. So Perez has played in two events. He is a combined 35 shots off the lead. <laughs> That's my six guy. Rounds. That's my guy. And he's and he's over a million dollars playing. And he's made, that was going to be the, that was going to be the final point, but he's yet. He is, he's finished almost dead last both events and he's made $1.75 million. <laughs> That's how you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you do it. And I mean, he grinded for shit. He won three tour events. I bet because some of those were a while back. I bet they barely crossed over 1.75 for his three that he's got. For sure. I mean, he he grinded for 20 plus years to make about 25 million. And here's uh here's here's 1.75 million in two weeks for playing like shit. Not to mention whatever he got for signing bonus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's um, where you just come in and say you cannot blame these guys for doing right, this, right? right? Especially the older guys that know they're on the back half. Like this makes sense for them, and I get that, but it's not real golf. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say, Tom, I, I'm interested to hear your comments about the accessibility and kind of getting into the team thing. Um, to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I did watch some of it as well, and it still feels very exhibition-y to me it doesn't feel yeah, real sure. it doesn't feel like it means no, anything 100 percent, 100 percent. i completely completely okay. agree i'm not thinking of the live golf tour as like the pga tour though i'm doing what i can to separate the two in my brain and be like this is one thing this is something else this is nascar mm-hmm. this is f1 that's what i'm mm-hmm. that's how i'm trying to kind of think of it because they're that's not fair. the same thing it's three rounds it's a shotgun there's music being played. Like it's, it's not, it's not, it's not, right. you know, it's just, it's different. But that being said, Henrik Stenson had one of the greatest fuck you performances of all time <laughs> gets taken off as the president or, or the captain of the European Ryder cup. And then just says, well, fuck you guys. I'm going to take $4 million and you can shove it up your asses because I won. That's amazing. And that was, I was, I loved every second of it. It was awesome. That was awesome. And he did take a jab. Did you see in his press conference? He said, I no, played I like didn't. a captain today. <laughs> yes. 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 Took, yes. He yes. took an absolute jab. He, that was definitely, uh, definitely a little, uh, you know, yeah. little jab at the, I, at the I do hope. Team. But yeah, I, I mean, but to me, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like he did play great and he beat a field of 
professional golfers, but to me that his win is also an, an indictment on how far they have to go to be truly world, a world-class tour because this guy hasn't done shit for like five years. I mean, he's, he just had to barely, light a candle under his ass. That's all you had to do. It. And they did. And they did. And that's what happened. I mean, I don't yeah, know. We've still, know. Got, we've still only got, you know, if you think about it, they've got what, 48 guys in the field. I would say only Dustin helped me out here. I mean, I don't know. Eight or 10 of them were even viable contenders on the PJ Tour to like win an event occasionally. Yeah, that seems about right to me. Yeah, 10, 10 to 12. Yeah, that's like. That's- to maybe win a tour event, like not even right. like, I think that you're spot on the bottom half of these fields has essentially no chance to win. Right. Yeah, so correct. we're, we're like, looking at sort of a top half and then definitely sort of eight to 10. Um, but man, like if you're one of those eight to 10 guys and you're looking at it, $4 million to the winner, <laughs> Holy shit. I got, Hey, I got to be eight guys this week. And but yeah, you look at like Brent, Brendan grace and he's like, Man, I picked a great time to to find my game, right? He, he, I mean, he's been playing well, and he's just cashing huge checks week after week because he's like, I'm already in the top half of this field, and I'm playing well, and so he's just like in contention every week and yeah. um, taking advantage. I'm, I'm, I will say too, uh, just one last thing I thought was interesting. Um, the viewership is pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, they're they're not publishing the numbers um but somebody it's going down so they had it Mm -hmm. peaked uh the the highest um amount of viewers on youtube was uh, actually the final round in london at eight hundred thousand, and it has been steadily declining since then which kind of surprising i thought um i thought we'd see actually a jump when they came to the u.s but it's been steadily down i think it was down in the 200 300,000 range of viewers um in jersey and i just thought that was kind of interesting i actually expected it to go up if anything as more players have come on board more people are curious about it but um i you know maybe it's a little bit of a counter to what you're saying tom i know that a lot of people do love the accessibility of youtube but also there's a ton of more traditionalist types who are flipping around on the TV for sporting events on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon. So for sure, I think missing out on the TV crowd is still big. Um, yeah, I would, I would tend to agree with you. Um, I, I think that they'll end up with like a streaming service of some kind. Um, I don't think they'll end up being on TV. I bet, I bet you just be able to like subscribe to a service and then be able to watch it from there. It's what, it's what I would assume is going to happen, but you know, I don't know. We'll see. What else? Uh, any other takeaways that um, you yeah, like or not like? I actually, well, I mean, I, I'm just going to get into like the play of this. I mean, I was really pumped for Matthew Wolf because just because I know he's talked a lot about his like kind of mental health issues that he just like hasn't mentally been like super pumped to like play golf. And he went through like a kind of a tough stretch. And then, you know, he jumped ship from the PGA Tour to live and, you know, he played well. He shot seven under on Sunday and ended up coming in tied for second, which like I'm pumped for the kid. I mean, I think. I think he's like a big face of golf, especially for like the young generation. So anything that he does well, I'm I'm gonna support him in. Um, and then also Turk Pettit. Turk Pettit played awesome. Uh, won a, the national championship at Clemson, I think his sophomore year, and then left school early. I think I may have not be right about that. I think he left school early and uh, went and played. But he's he came in, I think like tied for fifth or 
sixth or seventh or something. I don't know, somewhere in there, but he's making kind of his, his stock be worth something over on the live tour. So I don't think he's going to be booted off the next time some, you know, big tour player like pops over. Um, so yeah, super pumped for Turk. I just think I just, I like to see the young guys that actually did make the move play well. Cause you know, it's the, uh, the God, what's that kid's name that just came in? Oh, the Andy Ogletree effect is not what I want to see <laughs> from from the live tour. I want to see the young guys play well. I don't want to see him, you know, just burn out after like a week or two. Yeah, I did uh, also see Turk play a little bit. I think I was watching on. Yeah, I was watching early Sunday. Didn't end up seeing the finish, but I did watch Turk play for a little bit and enjoyed seeing his game. Mm. Oh, and before we go off live, did you guys see that the live tours website got hacked? No. Okay. So the live tours website got hacked (laughs) and they didn't do anything like really that crazy, except that they just (laughs) changed a couple people's names. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So like on like the leaderboard thing, it said burning grace instead of Brandon grace. It said, instead of Kevin, not just said, Kevin, no. And then for Jason Kokrak, it just said cockrack. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know who uh, hacked the Live Tours website, but I appreciate you because you made me laugh. So thank you. They're like, we're going to break into this website of this $5 billion league and just make some minor adjustments. And we're just going to change a couple things, just a couple things, which I thought was just so funny. Yeah, that's great. Um, um, Hey, we teased last week, uh, best player to win, uh, to not win a major. Do you guys want to maybe? Yes. Are we done with Liv? Sorry. I we, are, we are done with Liv, and I definitely want to talk about that. Also, I have a question about the stipulations of our question. Are we talking all time? Are we talking all time? Or no. At this current. exact moment? Because all time, you have to say Lee Westwood. For sure. 44 For wins, well. number one in the world for like a year. He's like, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard not to say. Like, I don't know if that's just, a definite. I guess it's, I guess. Colin Montgomery. Would I was going to say Monty. I mean, he yeah, was okay. Seven, okay. seven, seven order of merits in a row. I mean, yeah. no, I think, the European I think tour it, was pretty on par with the PGA tour, or at least when, closer than it is now. Yeah, closer now. When we brought the question up last week, in my mind, it was like today. Okay. players okay. right now who well, haven't won a major. All right. Well, then I, I would like to go. Not first. Somebody else can go first. Rosie? I'll go with recency bias. Um, I know there's a few guys on the OWGR ahead of him. So this might be a little bit of a tough argument, but I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Finau. And I'm just going to go with the the hot hand and say, look, he's playing the best out of... There's a couple other guys that I'm sure will be named here shortly. Okay. But Tony Finau... Has uh has just an insane amount of um top five, top ten finishes. I think I saw he's got fifty-two top tens in his career. He's made thirty-one million dollars, which for a guy who's only won four events is a, a huge pile of cash. Um, and he's won uh I don't know the last two weeks. So I'm going with the hot hand. I'm going with Tony Finau at uh, number thirteen in the world. Solid pick. I mean, it's a pander pick. It's a pander pick. Yeah. Well, also, I just, I really do, when I look at the other two guys that I that I feel like will probably be mentioned, I think I actually do like his game the best. Um, I, I just really love the way he uh, 
he moves the ball around. So I, I like Tony Finau, like everything about him. It's fine. Uh, it's it's a it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Um, God, I hate this because I want to take two different guys. But all right. So can I? Can we do honorable mentions at the end? Absolutely. All right. Cool. I'm going to take Patrick Cantlay because he's fourth ranked go- golf in the world. Like. I just I think his game just sets up to win majors. Um, I just think that he just I, I just yeah I don't know I, I for some reason when I thought about this like obviously every one of us would have said Cameron Smith before the before the Open, um, but yeah I, I'm going to take Patrick Cantlay just because I really like Patrick Cantlay and his story is awesome. He is fourth in the world. Um, he is number four in the world. Like he's got a couple like. I don't- top five finishes and majors of the last two years. Like he just kind of, he, I feel like he never, whenever he, I feel like he either wins or he's like not in contention. That's what I was going to say. There's something about his game that puzzles me a little bit. I don't love it as much as some of the other guys that uh, would be in this conversation. I know that sounds crazy because he has proved himself to be a top five player in the world. And he has won many times and on some pretty big stages, despite not winning a major. But something about like when it's bad, it's really bad, and I don't really I don't bad. love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, it can and be it makes me bad. wonder if he could go if he's the type of guy that could go into a speed like slump, like a two three year deal where he just can't do shit. Yeah, he to me seems a little bit more solid or just consistent than Spieth. Um, I did just too. like he's gonna definitely be around a while. Like Spieth would always just have those weird finishes and it kind of looked like he was hitting it all over the place. And gosh, I watched Cantley on Sunday, man, he played so good on the back nine. I mean, Tony was kind of running away, but he eagled, uh, maybe it was 14, 13 or 14. He hit driver seven iron into a par five to about five feet. And they had this beautiful putt view, putt view right behind him. And he put it right in the middle. just like beautiful, like no nerve. Like he just, He's different. He's kind of a different guy. I remember when I was caddying, actually, I watched him. I was I was early uh, out to the putting green, and I was just watching him kind of hit these chips, and he would kind of just watch him really slowly. I mean, he's, like, really involved and intense, but, like, calm. You know, he's got this sort of aura around him that um, is a little bit different. So I think um, calm is the exact right word. Just yeah. calm. He's very, yeah. I feel like he's very just like in him, like in his own body. Like he's just very, he's very comfortable. For sure. Which yeah. I was, which, which is a, a place where I would love to get at some point. I would like, I would love, <laughs> I would love to feel and, very And if he gets on a roll, like he did sort of last year in the FedEx Cup playoffs, like he can easily win one of these bit, one of the majors. So 100%. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Now, what's Good your, pick? thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'm going to go with the X, man. Xander. Okay. Let's see. So, so this is my issue. I think, like a gold medal, like it feels like a major to me. No, it does. Come on, like I, I think it's cool as hell that he has a gold medal, but that's a sixty-person field. Yeah, with, I guess. Yeah. No offense to Scott, Vin- the Scott Vincents of the world. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't that is not my boy, Scotty Vincent. That's uh, that is not that is not no, uh, he, equivalent just, of a it, major. Now I think it'd be cool as shit. And I think it'd be almost as cool to win a gold medal as it would be to win, say a PGA championship, but you still got to put the majors yeah, because yeah, of okay. the field and right. who you're playing against. That's for that. sure. That's a, that was, that was who I was going between was those two. Yeah. 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 He, you know, sixth in the world currently 
Ryder Cupper um, has finished second in the Masters, second in the British Open, third at the U.S. Open. He's had great finishes there at the U.S. Open, tenth at the PGA Championship. Like he has been right there a lot. And uh, I know I was just to give a little insight. Um, I think it was the Masters maybe two years ago on sixteen. He we hit in the water with an eight iron. He was he posing on it. it. Mm. Posing that he on didn't it and, chunk it and he totally and, chunked it no 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 he hit it he was posing on it looked and he thought it was going to be perfect and it came up just short and this is and this is why i'll tell you he didn't chunk it i talked to webb simpson a buddy of mine who played that day and said that he hit eight iron and thought it was going to come up short and that some i don't know just the wind back in there was swirling and whatever mm. and he hit it to a foot and so he, he, he texted our group, a little group chat there the, that afternoon and said, I guarantee Xander thought that that was absolutely perfect. And it came really? out of the water. Huh. If he hits that to a foot, he wins that golf tournament. Yeah, so 100%. He, he's there. I was, he's he's, he's going to win one of these things. Um, that, that's my guy. And he's a really good, you know, him and Finau kind of moving forward here. I know we got a lot of good young players out. There. Oh, we're just going to ex- yeah. exclude Patrick Cantlay from this list. So thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. Man, I was loving, just... I was loving watching Tom shake his head, like disregarding your, uh, your take on Xander no, liking that shot until you said Webb texted that. And then I was Tom's like, like okay, well, I guess <laughs> I was like, all right, well that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it was real. <laughs> all right, all right. Cause when I watched that him hit that shot, I thought he chunked the shit out of that from the second that he hit. No, I actually, I'm not just saying this, but, uh, I, I actually saw it. It looked pretty pure to me. And I, I believed his eyes that like, he thought it was good. Like his pose I thought was legitimate. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So here, here in Webb say he thought he thought Xander thought it was perfect. Um, yeah, Xander Xander could have. All right. No. All right. Well, um, to be, I mention, mean, yeah, I took I took Tony just because I kind of felt like it. I mean, y'all's players are ranked much higher, but my guy has won <laughs> the last two weeks. So I guess that's uh, that's that's what I'll uh, that's what I'll take to the bank. But um, I got a question for you. How many? Let's see who can get closer here. Top 20 players in the world. Uh, how many have not won a major? Hmm. Dustin, you got to guess first. I'm going to go with like maybe, maybe four. I'm going to say like I'll go four. Eight. I'm going to say like eight. Tom, you're closer. It's actually 10. 10 of the top what? 20 players in the you're world. Sick? I just counted this up. Y'all could double check me. And number 21 and number 22 in the world, Sung M and Abraham Answer. Also not either. So actually 12 of the top 22, so just over half, have not won a major, which is pretty interesting. Um, That is actually kind of interesting. I'm surprised by that. I mean, you got... You know, I'll just run down real quick. I mean, you got in order, you got Cantley, Shawflay, Hovland, Burns, Finau, Zalatoris, Horschel, Cam Young, Joaquin Neiman, and Max Homa. They're all in the top 20 in the world, all without a major. Now, Billy Horschel is 15th in the world. Shout out, Billy Horschel. That's, uh, that's sneaky. So, a list that I thought I was going to, or a name I thought I was going to see, I just pulled up the World Golf Rankings um, that I, that I, came to my mind when we talked about this for was Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. I feel like Tommy Fleetwood just really fucking good at golf. He just doesn't win ever. 
I don't know why. He yeah, he's still ever. Still never won on American soil, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like that's, that's yeah, he's wild. got he's got a little bit of that Monty vibe, right? Like he's sort of he's so good over there, but he just it feels like on Sundays when you watch him is putting similar to Finau a little bit until the last two weeks, but like yeah. putting sort of lets him down or he, I don't know. He just can't quite shoot that five, six under round on Sunday to kind of get it done. Um, but damn, that is, that's a golf swing. I dream about, right. You've, uh, you've oh, it's so awesome. So yeah. awesome. Who's yeah. uh who, who are your favorite major winners? Because my favorite I'm staring right at him and it's Shane Lowry. <laughs> that was my favorite major to watch, listen to. And then the press conference afterwards, like the next day when he's like, so like, how was last night? He goes, well, I haven't slipped. <laughs> that was just, that's just that was favorite major champion. That was no joke. One of my favorite of the past 10 years as well. I love that. Um, I was lucky enough to play Port Rush two years before it was there. So I had a special interest in watching and then just love the uh the irish connection there so that was so cool and shane lowry who doesn't love shane lowry yeah, he's great great dude and i just i remember him hitting you know it was pretty nasty the weather was pretty nasty there at times and i just remember hitting him hitting those missile bullet cuts and how yeah. sweet those things looked on the pro tracer um all right so all right we were going to do some honorable mention here i'm going to give my i'm just going to Go ahead and give my four major winners for next year. Um, oh. God, and you, none, none of these guys have won a major, so that's a little bit of a caveat. Mm. Um, so we'll go, uh, we'll go Cantlay, and we'll go Shoffley. Sorry, wow. sorry, Rosie. I don't think Finau is going to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I got to go with Cam Young. Just have watching. To, him. Have I mean, to go with Cam Young. Have to. He, he's he's on the way up. And uh, hmm. let's go with let's go with Victor Hovland. I mean, the guy is an animal. Just Hold on, absolute animal. I, Hold love, on. I love, love his golf swing. Love his demeanor. Similar to that Finau, right? He just kind of you just never know if he's playing good or bad. He just kind of walks along and looks like he's gonna tear your heart out if you get close to him. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I like that for. Hey, one thing I just thought of, you know, it sounds kind of crazy to pick or, you know, I know you're just messing around, but to pick yeah. four guys that haven't won one. But I just realized that uh, if you look at the four major winners from this year, they had a combined one major coming in. Oh. And that was just JT. So that's uh, that's kind of interesting right there. I feel like we're going to have like a random major winner next year, like a like a like a Matt Wallace is going to win so, <laughs> like like something random. Like or like a Cam Davis or a Troy Merritt or a Chris Kirk, <laughs> like some ran, like Sam Ryder is going to win the Masters next year, like something ridiculous, <laughs> just something. We're kind of, uh, we are kind of due for that. I I think. Yeah. I think yeah like where, think where's back, where's our next Gary Woodland U.S. Open winner? Yeah. You if know? you think back to the last two or three years now, it seems like every major, in a good way, has just has produced star power. I mean, has produced great drama. Some, you know, every now and then majors are just a dud and there's just not a great storyline. And I feel like we've had a great storyline and a great finish for, gosh, it feels like eight or 10 in a row now. Yeah, we certainly haven't had a Todd Hamilton, Ben Curtis <laughs> uh, year yet. So it, uh, you're right. It feels like we're due, Tom. That's a good call. All right. Well, before we go, I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, Dustin the opportunity to give us possibly a Wyndham championship winner pick. 
Yeah, this is uh, whew, this is tough. Since, uh, my two winners, the two previous weeks, have missed the cut. So, uh, <laughs> so maybe works. this is an MC pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've got three guys, and that's really a cop out. Um, but I'm gonna okay. give three, and then I'll try to maybe pick one. So, um, I really like Russell Henley this week. He he had a really nice week last week. He's Dead. from Georgia. I played with him a few times in college. He's like the best putter I've ever seen in my life. Just bangs him in those Bermuda greens there in Greensboro. He'll uh, he, he's going to make a ton of putts. Um, I really like JT Poston too. Um, mm, his, like that too. And that's more of an odds pick. Like he's pretty far down, but he just won a couple weeks ago at the John Deere. Um, he's from North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. Have all the fans behind him. He's, he's going to, He's going to play really well um, to win. That's maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I think he has a. I think he has a really good week. He sounds like a great top twenty pick to me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's. I think those good. both are. Yeah, those are great top twenty picks, no doubt. Um, and then also very good odds. Maybe not necessarily a winner, but if if you want to take sort of a long shot, Keith Mitchell um, drives okay. it so freaking good, and you have to do that at Greensboro there. Um, the fairways are tight. They really slope kind of both you know, you can land it in the left side and all it'll kick down way left and be in the rough. So you've got to drive it well there. And Keith's a great driver, long and straight and can really can kind of control his ball. So those are Have my you, three uh, guys. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with JT Poston to, uh, to get it done. I like that. He, okay. I like it. Win and, uh, home home state you know my my guy webb simpson has sort of done that a couple times he's won there mm-hmm. and, uh, so we'll, i'll go with jt poston to win and and at very good odds too i think he's uh, just check real quick here he's uh he's 35 to 1 so lovely uh, yeah 10 i'll be betting yeah uh, 350 so that's good we that's didn't good. uh i wanted to touch real quick on uh the us junior at bandon oh yeah um did you guys see what happened in the final match did no. someone didn't he someone made like an eight or something, right? Or was that something different? No. Well, so uh, the kid who ended up winning, he's an Arizona State commit from China. His name's Winyi Ding. I may have butchered that. Um, Damn. But uh, first ever male from China to win a USGA event, which I found kind of surprising. A couple of females have won USGA events, but never a male from China. And he was eight up. With eight to go, 36-hole match, remember? Eight up with eight to go, ends up winning three and two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Caleb Surratt railed off five hole wins in a row. Dude, how scary is that? Being yeah. on, like, the 16th hole, being like... You're just like, this This can't happen, right? <laughs> like, this can't happen. Like, it can't happen. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Imagine yeah. if it had gotten to 18. And I think it was more of a, from what oh. I read, I think it was more of a Surratt, like, got hot than when ye, uh falling apart. Because uh, when ye was apparently with concessions still 12 under on the day through the, you know, 34 holes they played. But, yeah, to imagine, like, I mean, he was. <laughs> That's gnarly. He had to be thinking, like, how are we even still playing? This is not cool. <laughs> No, no, no. That no, that full that's like the first two holes. Like that happens. Right, right. When right. when he rattles off five, you're thinking, oh my God, oh my God, 
oh my God, oh no, oh no, oh no. You're just panic. It's full panic mode is what that is. That's full panic. I kind of I did that to someone years ago. I was It was the Richmond City Amateur in the semifinals. Alan Day, was uh, he, he went out in 30 on me at Brandon Road Country Club. I was six down at the turn and I was like even par. Um, and then we ended up going to 17. He beat me two and one after being six. So yeah, that was um, kind of a mini version of that. But um, yeah, so that, that was pretty cool. I, I did watch some of it and I've still got some of it saved, which I plan on watching on a rainy day, just kind of check out band and some more, but it was cool to see it on TV. One thing, a little bit of a downside, you know, the USAM there two years ago, the USAM obviously has a bigger budget, bigger media presence. Yeah. It, it was a little bit lacking at the U.S. Junior. You can tell they're working on a little bit more of a skeleton crew, so not quite the production that the USAM was. But Bannon is Bannon. Still cool to, to see it on TV. Um, and then just uh, one thing to look forward to this week also, uh, the first ever Women's British Open at Muirfield. So Muirfield was famously uh, the last holdout of you know Scottish golf, if you think about it. You know, you look at America, the top 10 courses in America are top 20 and virtually all of them outside of the major resorts like Pebble and Pinehurst are private clubs. Right. Whereas in Scotland, all their top 10, top 20 courses are public. You know, the the, the road of courses are all open to all um, to travelers and whatnot, except for Muirfield. Uh, I've heard you can make special arrangements. It's not like impossible to get on, but Muirfield is a more traditional or I guess what we would call a traditional American private club. And they excluded females for a long, long time. They just recently, they held out even longer than Augusta on allowing females. And they're now having, you know, their first women's British open, which is great. I heard Katrina Matthew interviewed. She grew up like 15 minutes up the road, professional golfer from Scotland. And she's like, I never thought I'd see the day where we'd get to play Muirfield in a women's British open. So um, good on them for kind of turning the corner there. I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Well, hell yeah. You go, ladies. Proud of you. Um, yeah, looking forward to the Wyndham this week. I didn't know that it was <clears throat> as pe- pressure-packed for those boys as uh, as now I do. Oh, yeah. So I will be having a special look at uh, watching that uh, that event this week, so I'm pretty pumped for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, Good job, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I will see you soon. Uh, have a lovely evening, and peace out. Later.